All right, let me interrupt this podcast right now. Obviously, we recorded that yesterday when Mourinho was still the coach of Roma. Today, we woke up. He is no longer the coach. I cannot believe it. I actually checked my phone in the middle of the night to use the bathroom, and I saw Mourinho is not the coach, and I, I thought it was fake. I thought I was still dreaming. Um, we tried to get all the boys together. It snowed like crazy in New York, so we couldn't get everybody. We thought about re-recording the entire podcast, but we figured let me just jump on here, give the latest news, give a couple of my thoughts, and then we'll reconvene with uh, my dad, with Peter, with Anto, and with Mike and give full explanation of what we think. I'm stuck between two places right now uh, because I'm biased. I love Jose Mourinho. I experienced it firsthand in Rome in his first year. I went to the Derby. And I felt an enthusiasm that I've never felt before. I heard all of the fans scream his name, the coach's name, louder than any of the players. And the way that he connected the fan base uh, to the team was something that I really loved. On the opposite end, from the freakins, from the ownership, I kind of do understand because their results have not been good. They sit ninth place. They have one win in their last six matches, all competitions. Their away record is awful. They sit 14th in the away table. Uh, and they have the third largest wage bill in Serie A currently. So I understand from that end, and they're thinking to save the season by bringing Daniele De Rossi in. I'll hit that in a little bit. But me, personally, Marco, the fan, I don't like the idea of sacking him uh, within the season. They still had more to play for in uh, Europa League to try to qualify for Champions League. I can understand why people are not happy with this and they won't agree with this take, but this is the way that I feel. Uh, I think that the team was poorly built. And if we look at a deeper level, we've mentioned it on the podcast like a million times, the marriage between Roma and Mourinho never really made sense because he's the type of manager that I think he needed more time, more resources to put into this squad, considering all the FFP problems. And look at the way that they had to build on the transfer market. It's been finding uh, players that are injury prone and throwing them to the squad and waiting for last minute opportunities like Romelu Lukaku. So there's bigger problems at display, but I'll never forget everything he brought to this team, the, the way that he had the fans on his side, the way that he brought a trophy for the first time in 14 years to Roma and getting them to back-to-back -back European finals. And I say it in this podcast and you'll hear it a little bit later, but I continually go back to that moment in Budapest and I wish things could have been different. I really do. I wish they could have won that, that trophy and qualified for Champions League and the narrative could have been different and everything could have changed. Um, so it's unfortunate. I'm excited. If I transition, I'm excited for De Rossi. I think it's an extremely smart move from the ownership. Very thoughtful to bring in Daniela De Rossi because you regain the enthusiasm of the fans. It's not easy to go from a character to Mourinho to another coach. De Rossi's probably the only person that could have done that. Um, he's Roma born and bred. He said that if he wasn't a player, he would have been with a, a beer and a panino in the curva watching the games and traveling with the fans uh, all, all long, all lifelong if he wasn't a, a player. So I get this move. Uh, he had stints at Spal. I spoke to Giuseppe Rossi, who played under him. He said he's a player manager. He said he will get the players on his side, which I think is a really good thing. He's going to want to play a more progressive style of football, ball possession, but it's hard to Im implement that right away. And I think it makes sense that at the end of this six months with De Rossi, we'll reevaluate and see who they go for. Obviously, the dream from some of the fans is Antonio Conte, but I think Roma have to have a real conversation around what is the project. Do you go for another big name, but they can't really get signings? Or do you go for a younger coach, get a proper sporting director, and try to build out long-term what makes more sense? That's a conversation that I need to be had. That's a conversation that we'll debate on our podcast. I know I was a little bit all over the place. There's a lot of news, a lot of different thoughts. Um, like I said, we're going to all take this in. We're going to make a new podcast just about Mourinho, Roma, De Rossi, and what the future lies with the rest of the boys. But enjoy the rest of the podcast. Enjoy the rest of the thoughts. As always, thank you for watching. Subscribe, like, and we'll see you soon. Okay, we are on, Mike. We are. Mm. We're on. Mm. Mike, you look all you look all messed up. What happened to you, Mike? Messed up? How so? You were supposed to be making a statement. <clears throat> Make a statement, Mike. Oh right. yeah, the statement is, <clears throat> Antonio, you beat me in football on the one on one, <laughs> close game. But uh, the deal was I was supposed to say you're the best player 
Mm-hmm. And Forza Milan. There you go. Wow. 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 I like that. Mike, you know what? Coming from you, I was wow. not expecting. I mean, not knowing about what a liar respect you are. Respect to Mike. Time, respect. I'm respect. the liar. We didn't do it. No, no, no. Respect. And that you should have had something else He definitely added another score in the foosball for sure. You always add a point when I'm watching. I watch them. I watch them. No, but add something else. Somebody bet on the game. Somebody bet on the game. Who bet on so the game? So, guys, for, our for producer. Our producer bet on the mm-hmm. game. Betting yeah. on what? What did yeah. he, bet, he bet on? He said he's going to take us out for uh, Mexican food for one day. Oh. For context, <laughs> uh, you guys know we're very, very competitive in general. A little too but we have a foosball table uh, that's ruined our lives in the past couple of years. And there was a mano a mano game between Antonio and Mike. Most of the time, Mike wins. Antonio was feeling good today. And there was, was other lucky. people bet. And uh, they, they bet against Mike. Uh, no, they bet against me. They bet against you, sorry. But they lost the bet. They lost the bet. So we're all going to get free food. Uh, thanks to Enrico Boca di Fuoco. Yeah. And Mike had to say Forza Milan. Such a nice guy, Enrico. Right? I didn't know that you were that nice. Can I bring my cousins in? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, for real, Mike is the GOAT. Because look, he's he's helping us well, out. Yeah, we all got a free meal. I took the loss for you guys. Thank well, you, Mike. Respect, Thank you. respect yeah. Mike. We're getting steak on though. <laughs> okay. okay. Yo, it was a good weekend for you all around. It was. It, it was. was a very good weekend it for was. you. Milan yeah. getting the result. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Napoli getting back to their winning ways. Inter mm. doing what Inter do. The Supercoppa Italiana as mm-hmm. well. Uh, we're still without Peter. He's still stuck on his uh, honeymoon. Wow. What a lucky son of a gun. He's on a ball and chain. Yeah. Yeah. Ball and chain. Ball and chain? What does yeah. that mean? Ball he's and like chain. He's like stuck by oh. the ankle. Oh. You never heard that before? Oh, no. Because no. <clears throat> he's uh, right now. No, no. You understand? No. In Italian, we, we, we don't say that way. What do you say? We say la catena. Okay, la catena. You're in a jail. Now, you change somewhere, same thing, but not in jail, the same not necessarily. Okay, change, but it's a good jail. Is it, I mean, he's gonna. He's <laughs> Firm is not bad. And my yeah, dad is got in a luxury jails actually. Yeah. And my dad is in Florida. Yeah, played, but he's he, a champion. He played a, a tournament, and but, uh, every time he goes to these tournaments, you guys the age know. Group, by the way, <laughs> I don't over, know over ninety. He he they they always go to the final and they always lose. lose. And. I was actually surprised, and we sent them the message. Congratulations, they won. Yeah, when like I, today, you usually yo, lose today, and you won. Yeah, when I saw the picture, those guys, yo, when I saw the picture, those guys that look kind of scary, they look like uh, way overdone. Hey, at least they're still playing. Overdone, steak. Yo, if I get to that age and I'm still playing, I'll be happy. Yeah. Let's get into the games, uh, Milan and Roma. Mm. So I was looking up in the last uh, eight games, Milan have earned 19 points. The only team to do better, Inter and Juventus. So there's been a lot of talk about a crisis. Pioli's been on the hot seat. Rumors of Abate, always floating around the the other big names like Antonio Conte. But if you look at it, Coppa Italia side, which was an objective, and Champions League, it hasn't been as bad considering some of the injuries and the youngsters that they've had to get in. You got a pretty dominating performance against Roma, where at 2-0, for some reason, Calabria loves to open up the game and, and get Roma back into it. But nonetheless, it's been pretty good. You know what? You know, I always see the glass half full. First of all, the Coppa Italia game was taken away from us. That was a clean penalty. We know that Di Bello loves us so much. I know that you don't like me to criticize him, but I have to. I don't care about him. Okay. The fact, we have refereeing mistakes in every is, level. You know, the Verona, I, I kindly 100% agree with the Verona uh, president. That he Salernitana. Came, uh, Salernitana? Yeah. Salernitana. That he came so much against uh, uh, what those guys are doing. For those that don't know, he asked for Rocky, who is Which the is head the designated, of... Yeah. He's the, the head of all refereeing. Yeah. He said he needs to resign. And he also said uh, he's threatening to leave Serie A, Salernitana. 100% because they have been, with him. To be fair, they have been penalized in a lot of occasions. And I think we said it last week that a lot of the times the big teams, when there's a mistake against a big dog, it's talked about. A million times. When it's for Salernitana, it's not going to be our discussion at this table. It's not going to be on the front page of Gazzetta or Corriere, unfortunately. So I do understand their frustration. But Marco, I was scrolling through the Gazzetta the last couple of days, and I saw actually the the VAR, the VAR uh, uh, back and forth uh, during Inter Verona, Verona Inter, whatever the game. Uh, the, <clears> and <throat> then the guy said, fermalo, 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 fermalo. The guy never stopped. And then the one that Inter went up scoring uh, with Fratesi. This is ridiculous. I mean, at some point, we can have to stop this. Okay? Training, Rocky, training of the referees Rocky is poor. Rocky like a rookie. Should be, his name should be Rookie, not Rocky. <laughs> and, that then, thing you think of? and then, You're and so then, then he comes out with a stupid excuse. Rookie, yeah, Rocky, Rocky, R- Rocky, Rocky Balboa, Rookie. He's a Rookie to me. Yeah. So he R- comes rookie. out with a stupid excuse saying, oh, the VAR is only been around for six years. How many more freaking years do you need? 100 years to get it right? But it's not the VAR's fault. It's not the technology's fault. It's the people, it's the people that are implementing the VAR. It's the refereeing. 
It's both. <clears throat> no, it's, it's not. How's the technology? It's the right var, there on the, the screen. The var is the technology. It's yeah. not the var so problem. So then get rid of the people. Just wipe them all out. Just we don't <laughs> need <they> dinosaurs. <laughs> we don't need those. Get somebody else from outside. Those are I, I don't trust them. When you lose the trust of the people implementing the system, mm. then the system is not working. I do agree. I, I think that there's times that we've exaggerated and we've gone too far. But I think that if you look at the mistakes that are happening. No, that cost us a Coppa Italia. We could have been in the Coppa Italia. You know what's even more scary? We've had audio come out of, you You just mentioned it. Not just there, we've also had audio from English referees. And you hear sort of, our, and not to, not to doggy pile on all of these referees, but you hear some of what they say. And, you know, they don't want to get their friend in trouble. They don't want to call it back to do this. There's a sense of arrogance from a lot of referees to not always want to implement it, to call things in a different way. It's a larger discussion. But anyway, I don't want to get into that because it's too much. I asked you a question yeah. about Milan, and things are not as bad as it looks. Do you agree or do you not agree? Well, to me, this is not the test. Roma was not the test. Okay, the fact that we got 18 points in uh, in uh, eight games or seven 19 games. And eight, yeah, in the last okay. So it's not a good test because <clears throat> the, the teams, we lost against Atalanta. I mean, even though it's Coppa Italia, well, it, sh- it shouldn't have been a loss. Roma, to me, is not a great test. Atalanta played great okay, against Roma. Roma, it's not a great test. Okay, it's but not, overall, I'm at, my, my overall, question is overall. I, overall, when you are AC Milan, you, you, you should expect more, okay? We are AC Milan. It's like we are the Yankees. In, in America, the Yankees, uh, short of a win, the winning of a championship, you fail. Can't wait for the comments on this one. Okay, we are <laughs> AC Milan. At least the Yankees Milan. are partners with We Milan. are AC Milan. Good enough or good from far or far from good <laughs> doesn't work. We need to be on the money all the time. You see this jersey over here? This jersey means a lot. Your wallet and keys are going to fall out at the same time. AC Milan, it's about who we are. We are the people. We are. We mm. are. We yeah. are behind this thing. All of this merchandise has been has been put together. Mike, you remember? That's Mike. Mike, took my wallet. Anyway. We are attached to the shirts more than what anybody thinks of here on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I get okay. it. I get it. I get it. But not every, not every team always has incredible years, right? There's yeah. sometimes that there's a dip. My question is more is the exaggeration. Mike, since he keeps deflecting, <laughs> he's talking about referees, talking about Yankees, he's talking about everything else. What do you make of that? And let me add on top of it, focus maybe more on this. Is it too crazy to say that Milan are completely out of contention to push for top two well i think milan really got their act together the past uh, few match days for sure they do look more of a team but sometimes they do look a little lost it's those random games where i feel like they're playing good i think they have that random game that random performance it's called like, calabria I, it, it could be a lot of things because again the Copa italia say what you want against what happened but milan's performance was horrible say what we want about the referee's decision atalanta 100% deserve to go through regardless of what happened. They just looked all over the place, Milan. They didn't know how to defend. They didn't know how to attack. They just looked bad. But, you know, they have, like I said, they look good, but they, they're they still susceptible to those random hiccups of the games. And it happens a little too often. So you don't believe in but, it? Not I don't believe in it, but for the greater scheme of things, they're doing pretty solid. They're plugging in a lot of the players that they have injuries. We got to consider that also, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe you can say they're not playing the best in that sense, but they have a lot of players out injured. They got lost a few guys now to AFCON. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on behind but the scenes. It's allowed a guy like Adli to step up. But that's what I'm saying. They plug in a person like that. Adli came in. He controlled the game. He was involved. We can probably say... He was the MVP of that game. He was great. Do I you thought. guys start him over Musa next games going forward? I would because yeah, it was I an would. oddly Musa. Yeah, yeah, no, I would, Musa. I would for sure. You gotta you gotta <clears> give <throat> confidence to the person that performed, right? Meritocracy. And so he was almost out. Got, like he was gone. Pioli told him yeah. you were out of my plan. So credit to him. It's got to be so tough to stay headstrong when you have a coach that. And Pioli's not the type that he just puts one player on the side for no reason. He said it's a technical choice. He wasn't there. So credit to Adli for staying strong because I thought he looked phenomenal. Another guy, not in this game. I didn't think he was great, but just Christian Pulisic uh, has been amazing. And uh, we had this debate on who's been the best player so far in this first half of the season. You could say Tomori, I think maybe is the other shot. But for me, it would be Christian Pulisic. The amount of games he's been involved in has been phenomenal, especially in a new environment. He didn't come from a good moment at Chelsea where he was not feeling good. He's got confidence. He stayed healthy, which is probably the most important thing. But even on the right side, which is not his natural position, for me, he stepped up as a leader of this squad where Rafael Leao, number-wise, has not been up to par. So Mm. that's one good thing. Let's transition to Roma. 
There's a big conversation going on, and probably for the first time in the last three years, I've seen Roma fans who have stood by Mourinho through everything, through no matter what, even through Anthony Taylor, through this, through that, have have said that they're starting to feel like it is time for Mourinho and Roma to separate. After this loss, they're coming off of three difficult matches, uh, right? We, we knew this. We talked about it. There's also rumors that the Friedkins, at the end of the year, might not keep him. Roma have no director sportivo. Tiago Pinto is gone. He did an awful job. The Friedkins, with the, the new tax law that's come mm. into place, might not even be able to afford him. Guys, what? where does Roma go from here? I feel like I've been being so negative on Roma all season, but I, I, I'm honestly, the words that come out of my mouth for Roma, it's just, I love Mourinho. I love him as a character. I love what he done. I love... Historically, all the stuff he won, he's a great character to have in Serie A. But whenever I see Roma, and the way I've been seeing in the past few years, it's good that he's implementing youth, trying new things. I like that stuff. But I just don't see what the future project that Mourinho's trying to build. Maybe just me. Maybe I, 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 don't, I don't see the project. But I just don't see what Mourinho's trying to build. To me, it looks like... Bad performances, whatever, he can get results. But the performances, they don't look good. They don't look good enough for a team like Roma to keep this up. You can say, yes, injuries. Everyone's dealing with injuries. Everyone has all these setbacks. We're just talking about Milan. But I don't know. Maybe I'm being negative or whatever. I I, I really wanted to fall in love with this Roma Mourinho mm -hmm. project. But I really don't see what's going to come out of I this. Feel, I feel like it's such a big issue, this Roma. And we talked about it weeks ago where there's no clear direction. And it was always a marriage that kind of doesn't make sense, right? Because Roma went through an awful financial situation when what happened with Monchi and the amount of players that were signed and Tiago Pinto was not the guy to come in. You need a rock star Directore Sportivo, sporting director, a guy that comes with a plan. Look at what Juntoli has done already at Juventus. Just being a presence, understanding which players to buy, how to build the team. And when you get Jose Mourinho, the expectation is... He's going to win with big players. You're going to be able to spend in the market. And yes, maybe they've spent in salary-wise because they've had to. But, but if you look at the reality, yeah. with FFP, it's limited them so much that it's taken years to get back to yeah. a point to spend money, and they're still not there. They have to resort to getting guys mm -hmm. that are injury-prone. Renato Sanchez, Dybala, or Lukaku. Free agents. Opportunities, which it never lets you build. So my question Smalling. is just... Big picture. We can't just focus on a result, on losing to Milan, on being ninth in the table. I think Mourinho's done a lot of great stuff, and I'm a, I'm completely biased. I love the guy. I think he's brought enthusiasm to the team. The stadium's completely sold out for most of the games, which matters. It's an aspect that matters. Last year, I agreed with his decision to go all-in on Europa League. I love that he's a coach that, ma that wants to win in Europe, and we will have to judge it at the end of the year because they can still go all the way in the Europa League. But at the moment, I do agree with you that the performances are not good enough. Listen, Listen, I just, just real quick, you can play that bad football, but you got to get the results. Look at Allegri. If you play like Allegri, but get the results, I'll keep my. Everyone will keep their mouth shut, Listen, as we've seen this season with Juventus. That's right, Mike. But Mourinho is like a, a double-edged sword. It's, you know, it's good what you just said. Both of you, his character, his, his drive, and all of that stuff is the hand to sounds that they bring to the to the to the fan and the stadium, mm -hmm. and it all of the build up to the to the to the campionato before and during the campionato. But then he makes it a lot about himself too, because how the hell you find yourself so many times watching the game sent from off. the stand? Yeah, he keeps getting sent off. I think it's seven times this a season. Good coach. What I'm not saying that you should not act the way he does but I think he overdoes I guess yeah. so many times he's asking for yeah. so on the other hand purely that I wanted to be a lot more aggressive it's like a ghost on the other side over there so AC Milan and Roma they are suffering for uh, to my personal opinion just they live and die by uh, the, how well they do in those two three superstars that they have on the on the team we have Juru Hernandez and Leao okay Roma they have Dybala, that is injured. They have a, uh, uh, what's his Lukaku. name? Uh, Lukaku. And they have from time to time Pellegrini that when he, when he's playing well, they, he, he does a What a frustrating a player he is. So, you know, I had a big, big, I still believe that Pellegrini is one of the top midfielders that we have in, uh, in, uh, in Serie A. Believe me. Man. I want to believe he's you, but got... he only had that one very good season. He hasn't showed anything outside. Yeah, when, he, when he got nutmegged by Pulisic, we just watched the highlights yeah, yeah, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's walking <laughs> yeah. back, 
Like your kid from Rome, like this is your team. That was the only highlight I didn't want to see about him. But but other than that, the only thing is also with the way that they play, right? They keep playing with wing backs. Wing backs, when you play a three man back line, is the most important position. They got guys that are not good. That can't cross the ball. Spinozola Spinozola hasn't crossed the ball since the Euro 2020. Group stage. Awful. Christensen, I don't know where they found this guy. At Leeds, right? Not a good player. He's a big guy, solid, very intimidating. But at the end of the day, it's just you can go go through like butter. they, They also have such a poor team. They're so poorly built is what I keep resorting to. A lot of their moves don't make sense. So I don't want to only pin it down Mourinho, but I also don't want to give this excuse and giving him a pass because I I do think that he's done some really valuable things for the team. So it's hard to say, but my overall picture is they you need to have a serious conversation on what the project of Roma is. If we can't spend money, then it might be better to get a coach who could get the most out of his players, who punches a bunch above their weight. For example, Italiano at Fiorentina. Fiorentina is not a team that should be fighting for fourth place Champions League and be in all these competitions. With the injuries that they have, they're still getting there. So you kind of, it's like a moment of reflection on where are we going as a project? I think Roma just had the opportunity. Maybe it didn't make sense um, logically, but when you have a chance to get someone like Mourinho, you kind of have to just bite the bullet and be like, we just have to get this name because who knows when a caliber of this size would ever come and i get that part but now you got to look realistically you got to see all the money you're missing out on all the results you're not getting when you're supposed to and just performance wise they need to sort themselves out as a club and i think as a club there needs to be a serious conversation on what the future is on on both on ownership because there's rumors that they could sell and on the ffp problems and and you know take a realistic step because we keep saying for a top four but when you're not really investing in a squad and I'm seeing other teams yay I use an outlier like Fiorentina that's going above their weight but if you look there's four squads that are above Roma's at the moment and he got them to two European finals in a row I know it doesn't it doesn't seem like a lot but you hear a guy like Francesco Totti say I never went to two European finals that's amazing that is also the reality of where Roma are you know grinding to me it's the 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 word that I will just put it on Mourinho, you know, Mourinho, I'm saying, I'm sure he's saying to the guys, guys, stick in there, just hold on, yeah, just keep, uh, fighting. keep fighting, because at some point things, they're gonna get, they, they're gonna get better, better. it's yeah. just grinding this very bad timing the, uh, uh, out of their, uh, their shirts or their system, skin or their the yeah. field, because at some point, let's say Abraham comes back, I keep saying this, I think Roma, Got the, he's got good players. I mean, some of them. You really think so? But Anto, he the defense, just like Pellegrini, he had one good season. After that, he, he got injured. I get it, but I'm I'm just saying there's just a lot of ifs in Roma. It, there's a lot, and if there's too many ifs, you can never have that concrete. We're gonna do this. I, I you think, understand? I think, I think about Tammy Abraham a lot, and I think about a moment that could have changed everything for him, and it was the Europa League final. Where he to has score? the opportunity to score. And this they, they, I played this out of my head, and it's kind of messed up. I don't know if anyone's ever thought about this. If he scores that goal, they get to Champions League. And they never have to play. Most likely, they get they win the game, they get to Champions League with the goal that he would have scored. He would never have to play that last game where he didn't get injured. And we would have looked at Tammy Abraham, you know, obviously healthy, scoring the winning goal to get to your Champions League. It's those little moments that just define football. And when you think about that, yeah. it's... It's actually absurd. And to think about Lukaku too, that moment he had in the Champions League final. Everything, yeah, there's hurts. just, in, football's all about instances. Let's and talk, if you don't take those instances, You know what, my final take changes. of this thing is, Mike, yeah. Roma, it's two center defender away to challenge for uh, for uh, yeah, right. for uh, uh, at least a UEFA or maybe. They should have got Borussia. Oh, you're saying a, Euro- we just a European? Got, yeah, UEFA. Spot or, yeah, a European or spot or maybe the champion. Wait, the second half just started, no. Mike. They are. They should already get a. To me, two center defender way to do that. But I, I actually, I also will push to this. I mean, Lazio's making an incredible comeback. We'll talk about Lazio's them in a little while. Right, we'll right talk now. about them right after this. But uh, for for Roma, I still am not counting them out to get Champions League because they have the route of Europa League, and they're also a team that's built for tournament style of play, and with fourth place, where it seems like it's a toss up. Let's go to Lazio. I had another one, but we'll go to Lazio first. Mm. Lazio have completely turned things around in this past few months. There was talk in October, after round seven, they sat in 16th place. Right now, Lazio, just a few months later, currently sit, let's just make sure we're completely updated with the last games, Lazio have 33 points, just one point away from Fiorentina in fourth place. 
a month ago, two months ago, Sari was threatening to resign. They sat in 11th place. There was, where are we going to go? They have completely turned things around. And I think the stat that I love the most that I think reflects it is that their last in their last five games, they're, they're, uh, they've won all of them. They have nine different goal. They have nine goals, eight different goal scorers. And nobody, none immobile. Immobile has been playing on and off, right? No, no, yeah. But my point uh, is, like, Cassiano they haven't, like more, they haven't yeah, been yeah. just reliant on one yeah. player. It's really been a team, which shows you that they've all bought into Sadi. You might not like him as a coach. We might not yeah. like some of the stuff that he says, but he's got the team that's behind him. Clearly, yeah. Right now, I mean, we're, I remember us talking about how I remember when your dad was here. We're all talking about, oh yeah, sack him. He's gonna leave any time now. But see. That's how crazy football is. A, a, a couple of results here, a couple of results here. It changes the trajectory of the whole season. Lots of you are doing good. They're projected now. They're looking confident to on track to go to Champions League, a top four team. But I think this reinforces the thing where it shows that Lazio and Sari prefer to be playing one game a week. And that's why I feel like it's a big part of this. They were rocky when they were playing in Champions League, uh, when they were having having to juggle a few competitions a week. Now with one a week, he knows how to manage it better. That's just how he is as a coach. He's not changing, can't teach new tricks, uh, an old dog new tricks, whatever the case is. But they look good right now. And they also got a huge, they knocked out Roma from the Coppa Italia, which was a, a huge boost a game they didn't even want to play exactly Sadi said before we don't care about Coppa Italia but we care about it because it's yeah. important to our fans and they've also dominated Roma mm. Roma didn't score a goal oh in God. nine halves since the Pellegrini free kick in March of 2021 and Roma only had one shot on target by the way Provedel got a flu last uh, it got out and there was a Greek keeper I was really happy he started in net mm. 87th minute right it, and he made a, a fantastic uh, save but a they only had save. one shot in the 87th minute one shot minute. in the 87th minute Come and he made on. a nice that's for Roma that's, that's crazy but yeah but it goes to show what what path Roma are on right now and what part of Lazio because uh, a couple months ago they were in similar path similar records similar points but now Lazio got a few couple wins they project them well uh, then Roma got a few losses which put them in opposite spectrum but this is what I'm saying you know a couple wins here and That's there what maybe you know, the whole and the fact, listen the fact that even Bologna uh, Bologna and Fiorentina uh, they, they haven't capitalized on the fact that yeah. the last couple of games they haven't done Bologna uh, haven't won their past right. I think four or five games but that's what I'm saying imagine if Bologna and Fiorentina they would yeah. even uh, so it would have been much worse but uh, now yeah. you know given that uh, they haven't done that well, so well, Lazio found look themselves. As bad. Yeah, they found themselves exactly. on fifth place, and uh, don't forget we have Atalanta too. In mm. Atalanta, you you don't discount Atalanta because they always over there. You never see them disappearing at the mm -hmm. bottom. Of, on the bottom half, it's and always they, there. Uh, there are other ones who they lost important players like Lukman's their top goal scorer. Yeah, you watch the contributions from other like Cup Miners is playing mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. Finally, we Another know goal he did he did great, but he's really stepped up. Even CDK, mm -hmm. the, the Catalade, scored a brilliant goal today when they won. Yeah. What was it five zero, five zero against Frosinone? He's getting involved in goals. He's getting involved in assists. And I know you guys are gonna laugh, but I read you the quote before that he said that he's only playing uh, seventy percent so far. 30, 30 percent. Oh, sorry. When that you other seven, other he's, gonna, he's gonna turn into Messi Hanto. Another seventy percent. Oh, you know the way I felt about him. I mean, I always had a soft spot for this guy here. I didn't want to see Milan to give up on him, but uh, it, it is what it is. This is to show you. This is to show you the purest quality of putting a player of that that caliber and that talent on the right spot. It didn't work out. He did. It was not capable to find a niche for this guy into the squad of AC Milan in order to be able San to. San Siro's a different piazza. Nah, I know. Milan's I know. different than Atalanta. I know. But some coaches are other, also, different than others. Gasperini. Gasperini is a genius he's, with young yeah, players. He's known for that. Gas, Gas, if you look at Atalanta, they how many times? How many times have a player gone in Atalanta? They look amazing. They go somewhere else yeah. and they don't look as good. Gagliardini, and, this is the, you just said it. You oh, took it out of so my many. mouth. Gasperini is the, Who is the, is right the back guy that, that Milan ended up signing. The right back that was at Conti. Yeah, oh, well, you know, well, he was a too, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot Caldara, of cases. Caldara, you can find, you can find a lot of guys Caldara. that play great at Atalanta, and then all of a sudden Kessie's they left. probably the only one that had some. Kessie was good. Marco, listen, Maldini was Maldini is very smart. He just he doesn't go all out just to pick up a player just because he he likes it. Or it, because he thinks it's, it's good. The guy's good. So I, I fault, I, my, I do fault, what's his name, Pioli. 
He's him and his staff, they were not capable to get this guy comfortable enough. There's too much pressure in Milan. No, no, there's pressure everywhere, Mike. There's pressure everywhere. The same amount of pressure about Atalanta and Milan? Not as much, but listen, Maldini, Maldini thought that this kid here was going to be able to handle the pressure. Oh, the guy plays on the national team in Belgium. He played, he didn't play on a second division in Belgium. The guy played in one of the top teams in Belgium and he scored a lot of goals. How come he comes to San Siro all of a sudden? You can't compare. It's a different level, man. Also, I know. We, we also have we football fan all of us we have this thing that everybody's got to be immediately the best player yeah, in the world all that's these youngsters everybody's got to be right away boom from the get go amazing I remember even Vinicius Jr who's one of the top players in the world watch what he did uh, he had the first half hat trick against Barcelona Super Copa, right? yeah in the, in the cup the guy in the first year we used to have Miguel our, our friend is Real Madrid fan oh I can't stand Vinny right away it takes time also for players to develop I know we don't like it we're not patient this and that but environment also plays its part. And the Catalada is happy in Bergamo. And Atalanta is a team that we consistently downgrade. Like, we don't rate them high enough. They're one of the little big teams. They still feel kind of little, but they're not. There's and they gap. always There's fight. Gap with them. The spirit that they have is brilliant. And again, the fact that they're getting goals from all different areas, except Skamaka, who's my big disappointment. And I was so frustrated. I didn't watch the game today. I had a, my niece's birthday. But... I saw priorities, uh, we, we, man. What the hell? I know. I should have watched Atalanta Frosinone. <laughs> I missed their first birthday because of Peter's wedding, so uh, mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't miss both. You said he didn't play well, though, right? Skamaka. Skamaka. He wasn't. See, this is the the thing with me. I think he's he started uh, the season pretty well. How did he do in this game? He didn't. He, he wasn't was involved. He wasn't really involved. And it's strange and they because five goals. And it's strange. You know why? Because. They're they're playing. Uh, Gasperini is playing players that aren't strikers up top mm-hmm. instead of Skamaka. So Skamaka's kind of been on and off in terms of if he's starting, if he's not. Other they and a lot of times Atalanta play with two strikers, and he still doesn't manage to start, which is very frustrating for not just for Atalanta but for Dazzuri also. Let's so there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of but but on the other hand they're still managing scoring a ball. No, no, of for goals. Atalanta it's good. I, yeah. I'm not I'm not discounting Atalanta, that. Atalanta, you have someone for like Muriel coming off the bench too. Just disappointed in Scamacca. Atalanta, the city going six or seven, six I believe, right? Everybody's extremely yeah, tight at the table. Six, I believe, six or seven. But at the moment, Atalanta is technically fifth, but they're again one point tied with Lazio, one point away from Fiorentina. Okay, so, yeah, right. so everybody, everybody's, everybody's so right fifth there. or six. Okay, fifth. It's getting heated. So anyway, I, I, as I was saying with Enrico before we were discussing, we should have never give up on the Catalare. The Catalare should have stayed okay. in the Milan. Mm. Next topic. Yeah. We just mentioned, what did we Oh, I just mentioned Scamacca, so I thought about Italy. Did you see the news that yeah. Italy is coming to wow. United States? First time in 19 years. The March, right? It's not officially confirmed, but it's confirmed. It's we know it's going to happen. We're going to go to Philadelphia. Philadelphia hope, right? and Miami. We got to go to both. Oh, yeah? So I'm let's going go. to both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be events. We'll keep everybody updated when you can I buy can tickets. I can hold your bag. I can, I can yeah. uh, do grocery shopping for you if you want. I'll, uh, you know. We'll figure I'll it out. I'll walk your dog. Whatever I got to do. Gl- gluten-free. Make sure. Gluten-free. Okay, make, sure, right. make sure you got the... I don't follow that. The, Oh, you don't follow theory. that? No, okay. it's a myth. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> no, it's a health. That's a health thing. I was supposed to. I was supposed to be gluten free for years. I never did it. Yeah, yeah I'm fine. Mm, mm, wow. Well, maybe that's what the, the way doctor. I am. <laughs> she I did. The He's the one who told me. Anyway, for people that are interested, I, I can't wait. The news was there for Italian Americans here in this country. It's crazy that we've had to wait so long for them to come, but. It's going to happen. It's still not official. I saw a lot of people talking about it, so I'm very excited. If I, to get, the, the if I get the tickets uh, for, uh, for the game, I'll, I'll come. We're going to go. The tickets are not on sale yet. Don't worry. Okay. We got uh, a guy. You'll be in the lineup. We got a guy? <laughs> we got a guy. Mm. Uh-huh. I Maybe like you that. could walk out with a player. Uh, if you could walk out with any player on Italy, who would it be? Ah, now you put me on the spot. Yeah. Oh, who do so I, uh, I would like to say hello to Donnarumma one, one time. Really? Though, yeah. Yeah, it's still... Uh, Give him a couple of dollars from your wallet? No, no. <laughs> and <laughs> then, uh, let me see. Um, I would say just, just Donnarumma. For That's now. who you want to walk out really? with? Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine the Pass image by Calabria, of... Uh, say something no, to him on Calabria's not going to be on the bench. No, Calabria's not going to be Can you imagine the scene of him no? with all the little kids, but then there's Antonio? Would you actually do it or would you be too embarrassed to do it? No, absolutely. Mark, I when they ask, it. like, everyone else again is like, why, why is he there, too? What would you say? They're like, oh, where's your kid? Like, right here? <laughs> I never grew up, right? That's what my wife says. That's what my wife What's said. What's her nickname you never for grew you? Up. Huh? What's, What's her nickname, nickname for you? She used to call me Peter Pan or... Uh, 
<laughs> we so got other nicknames for you. Oh my god! That is nice. So I saw uh, your she boy. She still called me Peter Pan. She used to call your me. boy Billy uh, Costa Curta. Mm. He gave a quote that shook up the internet a little bit. He said that uh, Hakan Chaunolu is top two best midfielders in the world right now. He's second after Rodri. Obviously, clearly, he means Registas, defensive midfielders. I agree with this statement. I think he's right. Hakan doesn't get the love that he deserves in the rest of the world. He's changed his position. His tackles, his tackles have been amazing. He's got great vision. His passing is brilliant. He scored a brace against Monza. He's the leader of this team. And he plays so many games in a row. He's missing like his first game because he got the yellow card accumulation. And he doesn't miss penalties either, right? He scored against you a penalty. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Listen, I don't like the guy. I mean, uh, but that's not the question. I, okay, is he? Yeah, he's one of the top. Yes, I would say top, not top two, but I would say top four. Okay. Top four. I would say. Uh, I would say the uh, Bruin. The Bruin is. But the no, Bruin's not no, a no, defensive, defensive midfielder. I saw him coming in the, the last time and he scored a beautiful goal. No, no, we're talking about defensive, defensive midfielder. Regista, oh, regista. We'll see. Uh, it's not not top top two. Yeah, top four still. <laughs> yeah, I think he's up there. I don't, I wouldn't. Mm. I don't want to say like top five or top ten, but he's in form. Ten. No. I'm saying I don't want to give a number is what I'm trying to say. Okay, but is he top yeah. two? Yes or no? Top two? Is he two? No, is he no. two? No. He's okay. not two? Come on. No, 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 no. Maybe four or five. five. Yeah, maybe four. Well, if I ask you guys to name four or five better, you guys are not going to come up with the names. Uh, on the top of my head? There's yeah. so many players out there. But regardless, he's, he's on best. form. He's doing incredible right now. You can't take anything away from him. You're, t- you're trying to say that he's better than Dybala? Dybala is not a defensive midfielder. That's what I just said. From the defense. You're teaching him Italian now? Dybala can do anything. Say him Dybala can do anything. Who else we got? Well, Inter won. Lothada scored. Ridiculous. 18 goals in 18 games. How does it make any sense? The guy's just world class. Turam. If you have to watch one image to learn who Turam is, the way that he gave that backheel flick says everything about him. He's so unselfish. It's incredible. And Inter to continue rolling. Obviously, Juventus played today, so we're not going to cover it. They're playing against Sassuolo, who they actually lost to uh, in the last game, but and I see them doing well. And speaking of Lautaro, we actually posted something on, on Twitter, a little Anto's favorite it? stat. Mm-hmm. What was it? Oh, yeah. Lautaro ha- uh, has the third best minute-to-goal ratio in Inter's history. Mm-hmm. That's he, wild. Only ahead of him right now is Bobo. We know Bobo. Ibra. We know Ibra and then Lautaro right above his fellow countrymen. Where was Milito? Icardi. Where's Milito? Milito's right under Icardi. So 131 minutes. I'm going to say something. It's going to piss all the viewers off and it's going to piss both of you guys off. Excellent. Why? I think, and I'm guilty of this. No. We have a bias towards old players. We we remember those moments as them being better than they ever were. It's true. Like if you watch, Lautaro is unbelievable. Lautaro's unbelievable. Maybe those guys, they built history. They won, right? They I'm won just going to be trophies. talking about Adley in 20 years. Like he's the, not a but you know what I'm saying? Like when we look back in time, we yeah. think that players were better than they were. Yeah, 100%. And we're like nowadays, because I see this with myself. I'm like, ah, they're not the same I see as what it was. I clips of like Maradona if, or like uh, old, like incredible players. And I saw the mistakes they made. I was like, whoa, they could do you, that? Exactly. And I'm like, what yes, the hell? If you watch a full game. Yeah, yeah. Like, you I watch you the, see small little yes. mistakes. Like, wow. Yes, exactly. I watched Milan Juventus yeah. uh, 2003. And obviously, Del Piero was my idol. Yeah. And I saw him miss a pass. And I was like, what's going on? Yeah, this didn't yeah, happen. Yeah. Like, in my head, I got rid of all that. And yeah. I only remember the great goals that he scored. You see, you guys are, are watching the game in terms of uh, pass completed. And pass, stats. stats. All of these stupid stats. It's like you watch a bunch of numbers. Oh, he made another one. He passed back. He connected 95 percent 94 and a half 96 and all that stuff you should be so lucky <laughs> to have even been around the stadium while maradona was playing forget about watching the game maradona was a genius no we're not we're not saying that, that ah. we're just saying he was human too svechenko gulli van basten reichard come on where Adley. where just give him give him a Cassano I'll give him a couple more days Pirlo Let's, come on I'll give, Piero, I'll, give you, I'll give you more stats okay. one more stat Napoli finally got their first win they went oh. four games without scoring a goal four games without a win they were on a negative trend and I was honestly scared that it was con- going to continue because Salernitana uh, went up in this game Candreva just loves to score against the big teams. He scored against all of them. It's ridiculous. Outside the box, three of his five goals in, in the in the against the big teams have all been from outside of the box. 
He's been brilliant. He gets better with age. Uh, then Napoli get a 96th minute winner. Obviously came with all the controversy from Salernitana. But it's now three games that Salernitana have conceded. They lost four points. Milan, 2-2. Two, two. Uh, Juventus, they conceded the goal too. And now uh, and now Napoli. I feel sorry for Super Pippo because uh, it's, to me, I mean, uh, the guy, he, he, he was... was uh, he was pissed. Oh, I can tell. But, uh, you know, I'm not sure they've, they've been wronged uh, against, uh, against Salernitana. I mean, uh, against Napoli, the Salernitana. But... Uh, you know what? You, you just have to just uh, try to clear all of those, those controversies. That's what I'm saying. It's it's a team that I think has got the has got the tools to stay on uh, in um, mm-hmm. in Serie A. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're gonna go down. Ugh. I don't think they I are. Don't know. That's a tough. They're one. not gonna go down. You know who like, gives me hope? That's a tough who gives me one. hope is that they brought Sabatini back. Yeah. So yeah. he he pulled off a miracle last time where he said there was a seven percent chance, and I believe in that. Like I'm a big believer mm-hmm. in from the top down. It matters. Those are the types of things that you can't calculate from stats, just like to your point. And I'll bring up Juntoli again, the calmness, the the way that they're already planning for the future. They're getting Jalo, the defender. They're trying to get Samarzic. Those things, they were lacked for a long time because Juventus had a guy in place like Paratici who was not capable of being a number one. Maybe he was a very good stat. Maybe he was very great with Giuseppe Marotta on his side, but he was not capable of making the decisions and having the personality and speaking with a lot of the team. And even with Juventus, he only came in, what, July? Like, middle yeah. of July, end of July. So he didn't even get a full season. But those sort of aspects, I think, matter. And so I do believe in Salernitana. I'm with you. You mm-hmm. don't? It's not that I don't. It's just that bottom. Like, Cagliari got a, a huge win. So that, like, shuffled the whole Against Bologna, relegation yeah. zone. And it was like, whoa. From your thing in Cagliari, we're going to go down. Now they're out of the relegation. And you're like... The next team swaps down to Empoli goes down. You're like, oh god, what's gonna? It's and too soon. Fine. I know you, yeah, you, you can make soon. that exact same argument. What I just said for Ranieri for and Cagliari, exactly. who understand just like the little nuances of Serie A. The guy. They I play very well him. though. You can't stand Cagliari yeah, play well. It, they deserve that win. He, he, Why can't you stand it? I can't stand it because body, body was a minute off, fifteen seconds away. He still got Pavoletti in nightmares. yeah, they still haunt you. That's why you know. But he's not doing that good this season. No, no let's they're fit. not doing. They're not doing bad, but they're not doing great either. Far, good from far, 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 far from good. <laughs> yeah, so Napoli, thank God, thank God, they won. Uh, obviously, no Angisa, no Osimen. They've mm. dealt with a, a lot of injuries throughout the entire year. Krada, when are we gonna have the conversation about Kradacelia? I'll tell you what. There's a lot of rumors, uh, uh, you know, uh, around that uh, his agent uh, just uh, saying that Osimen is not gonna stay and all the stuff. So they uh, and this has, has created some sort of a storm into the within the locker room and within the the you know the, the personnel that uh, is in charge of uh, of uh, of the Osimen um, uh, you know future. And uh, you know what? It, it tells me. It tells me that Osimen. Uh, uh, Osimhen doesn't have a long uh, a long future with Napoli and Carasvelli as well, because uh, you starting you starting with this thing here, a tiny little thing like this can just blow into something extremely big. Mm, I see Osimhen and Carasvelli not being part of Napoli uh, next year. I wish I'm not saying that right now, right for the for the next January, year, yeah. this summer. No, no, this, this summer. Yes, yeah. for uh, yeah. Yeah. the I wish I wish they made a statement. I wish Napoli made a statement in the Mercato and said, number one, to get Samardzic, which they still could, but I wanted to make that statement. And also with Dragushin, who I watched his first game with Tanam, and I was watching with some Tanam fans, and they, they have two center backs. So Dragushin's kind of like a backup and a rotation guy. I wish Napoli, they, they have the financial means. They're the healthiest club in Italy. They won the Scudetto. I wish they would have just put their foot down and tried to get it because mm. that could have really kick-started their season, especially considering some of the teams looking for fourth place and not that great. They're focusing they on TikTok fo- too much this season. That's right. So. That's right. <laughs> that's I don't know. But anyway. speaking of Osiman and stuff, uh, like I was saying, there was some trouble brewing. Um, Kvarat's agent said that Osiman was going to leave this summer to go to, Saudi. to, go to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And then Osman posted on social media, Is it? like um, pretty much curse him out saying, keep my name out of your mouth or you're not my agent or don't say that stuff. So I don't know where that, stupid. I don't know where that came it's from. It's all stupid stuff. But in other news, Lukman gave a nice assist to Osman in the African Cup of Nations. Mm. And they end up getting an, uh, a point for the. That's not, not good though. The for them, it's not good. No, it's not good. They're one of the favorites. I'm just saying for Serie, uh, for Serie A guys. No, yeah, the writing is on the wall. Yeah. I mean, 
De Laurenti just signed him and they mm-hmm. put across 150 million dollar uh, mm-hmm. 150 or 115 or one of those things for him to be to be uh, bought out shipped out so uh, that was the goal of uh, of uh, uh, ADL because once you put uh, you know you just secure the, the you know the contract and he the value of those players free. yeah that's that's what he's that's what he cares you know, just you want to leave, go, goodbye. You think the guy is, is losing sleep or whether the Aussie man is going to stay or whether he's going to leave? Not that he's signed. That's it. He can just... Uh, well, he better lose, not lose sleep because they might not get Champions League. Let's talk about a team that is in Champions League, even despite a really poor game and poor result, Fiorentino. Let's end uh, our mm. podcast with that. Fiorentino were awful in the first half. Udinese were actually unlucky to not be up by two, three goals. Terracciano absolutely saved them. And I got to be honest, you guys know I love Italiano. I love the system. They were extremely frustrating to watch, especially the wingers. Icone and Brecolo, who do a whole lot of nothing. There's no production where I want to really see Beltran, and I feel like we're not able to see him because they were lacking a lot of creative players, even Mandragora, behind him. And they keep trying to force this. And then look at the one moment Fareoni comes in, who just signed. The guy just came off of a plane from Verona. Beautiful puts cross. one cross in. Boom. Beltran scores. That's mm. the thing. We're talking about their strikers that haven't been uh, scoring goals. But then you got to also look at not just the strikers. You got to look at the people that's supposed to pro- provide him service. And those are not providing the service for the strikers for them to score. Yeah, you can say they scored in other means, not just in the striker position. But I feel like their wingers aren't doing a great job of sending good balls They're in. also similar. They all remind me. They're like the same player. They could do... Ikone could do a couple of things that you're looking at me You're like, oh my God. I watched them live. And he takes your breath away for a second. And then he just makes an awful decision. And you're like, all right, this is why he's not going to go to that next level. And Fiorentina are desperate for wingers. Without Nico Gonzalez, who's obviously their best player, along with Jack Bonaventura. The f- I would say before the game, it was extremely disappointing because you're going up against an Udinese side that only has two wins on the season. They've not been great. But for the way that the game went, they get a point. They did not play well. They have rotation. They had Coppa Italia. Then they have to go to fly to Saudi Arabia to go for the Super Supercoppa Italiana. The congestion. And Fiorentina is not a team that invested so much money in the squad to have depth to compete yeah, in all the competition. Listen. So I think that it still is a very positive thing. Ends down. Ends down. Yeah. I think Fiorentina, they, they put a lot of more minutes into the field, and which Udinese didn't have because they're not playing in any competition other than Serie A. You have to discount that for them because, you know, aside from Italiano system is a system that works. If you have the the, the team healthy, the system is there. Mm. Okay? No, there might be one or two defenders. Uh, I don't understand why Milenkovic, Milenkovic is, not, is not starting the game. He's one of the best defenders that I have. He comes in five minutes, ten minutes before the end of the game. Something must be going on over there. I don't know if it's rumored to leave. I'm not sure if he was uh, fitness problems. I didn't. I didn't follow but it enough the, to know. The bottom line is that uh, Fiorentina is still up there on fourth place, even though they, they had a couple Which missteps in the last couple uh, couple of uh, games. But uh, they knocked th- out Bologna. That's right. In the Coppa Italia, yeah. we, they go was, to the semifinals for three times in a row, which is was, a ridiculous. But they've been playing a lot of competition, Marcos. You have to give it to them. So and, and I've I, seen. I, I'll, I, I'll cut them a little. Uh, you know, slack. A little slack. The, so, the thing, uh, the growth that I've seen from from them is that. They could also win games this year dirty. Yeah. And when I say dirty, let me clarify. Scrapping, scrapping. Not playing the best football. Mm-hmm. Like because, against Bologna. Yes. You don't have to play great, but they're getting results. And they have a lot of 1-0 results in them, which is a good thing. They've been the better defensively. Obviously, they're not perfect. They're not a team that's invested in the squad to compete in all these competitions. Yet, they're getting those achievements. And when they can get everybody back, even Artur and Jack Bonaventura, they've not been playing at 100%. Mm-hmm. Dodo is still out. You add up. We talk about injuries for all these teams. Roma can't play without their guys. Napoli can't play without their guys. They have better benches than what Fiorentina have because mm-hmm. they spent a lot more money. Yet, Fiorentina are right there getting the results. It's strange because um, the way Fiorentina are right now, yeah, they're they're pretty high up in the table. But then you see, like I was, I was really closely watching the Coppa Italia match. Bologna shot themselves in the foot. And they, they couldn't... They couldn't score any of the chances. Second half, they play much better. Oh, and then, all of a sudden, Fiorentina just have that mentality. They grind it out, just like Marco was saying. They know how to win when even they're not supposed to, you could say. and That's a sign that, of a good team, though. And that really and that really projects them. That and if, say, say on a different day, they, didn't, they went mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. And then on a different day, they didn't get the equalized versus Udinese. Then there's some question marks. Like we were saying before, there's some instances in football that could change... The course of the career for the whole team 
just by a goal here or holding on or defending. And it's not a fluke. So it's you guys, it's not a fluke. Definitely not a fluke. It's not. It's a difficult period. Yeah. They've had to adapt. They've had to adjust. It's and for me, for sure. they've done it to an incredible level. Yeah, yeah. Look, going good. To me, good. to me, the body language of a coach and the energy that the coach transmits from the sideline, mm. it's 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 underrated. Italiano, if you look at it, it's never sitting. It's always talking to the player, not yelling. It's always talking. Pa, 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 so pa, now let pa, me push back on this. What about Ancelotti? Best manager maybe of all time. Yeah, but Ancelotti. He's not somebody that loses his mind on the sideline. He's silent. No. Well, but look what, for example, Mourinho, Mourinho, he gets okay, crazy. Okay, but no, no. Use my Ancelotti. example. Don't change it. Uh, Ancelotti. Listen, listen. <laughs> first, of all, first of all, <laughs> what's he about? chooses gum, he puts his little he's eyebrow quiet. up and boom, he's good. He's quiet. He's, he's not silent. losing his mind like Ancelotti, Conte. Ancelotti's got a squad which is prime, prime ribs. The real estate. Prime rib. Italiano, you just said it. But you're going up against your argument, though. You're no. saying for a coach, the body language is important. No, it's the energy that he transmits into the, 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 the game and the players. At the Everton, Italiano is very good. intense. He said, come on, guys. But come Everton, he, the, he, he motivates his players to the top. He makes his player playing to the top. Way over there. They just go over their expectation of what mm. they've been expecting. But we're, we're agreeing on that. My, yeah. my point is, it's hard to put a blanket statement on saying... Because a coach is there, I, I definitely, body language is important. And I'm not saying everyone's got to go out there rah, rah, rah. For example, I'll give you a perfect example. Giampiero Ventura, a coach that we obviously don't love. I was sitting behind him when Italy was losing to Sweden in mm -hmm. the playoff match, right? The first game. Right when we missed the chance, Belotti had a header. If everybody remembers this, we had a header. Yeah, boom. Yeah, yeah. Don't know how we don't score it. Ventura kicks a bottle, throws his hands up. He's saying, of course, of course, it's, it's always going to happen. When you have that kind of body language, I definitely agree. It transmits to the squad. But it's not that every coach has got to be there and, and be pumping them up no, on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, yes and no. <laughs> no I, don't, I don't agree with you. Okay. I don't agree with you. Fair to enough. me, uh, to me. Uh, we'll ask the people. Yeah, definitely, guys. If you see Come a coach, if you see a coach, a coach that is uh, technically asleep, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> it's like a ghost or a zombie. You know, on uh, on the bench side, and it's not gonna, you're not gonna get much out of it. So uh, I don't want to. I don't want to. See, purely, purely can be something a little bit more intense, more intense. So purely, if you're listening to me, I want you to be a little bit more I don't intense. Think, I don't think that okay? reciprocates the performances. Also. It does. It does makes a big mm. difference. You, I want him to be more intense. I, I want him to motivate the player a little bit more. Mm. I don't purely, purely. He's been uh, now, he's been uh, helped by Ibrahimovic. I'm not sure what was the main reasons. The, you know, Cardinale, why do you bring uh, Ibrahimovic in? If he's not going to be sitting on the bench, Ibrahimovic goes inside of the locker room before. Do you need Ibrahimovic to motivate the player? Why is purely not good enough for motivating the player? Okay, did you try to Conversation get the Conversation for argument? another time. What? Conversation for another for time. For another time, okay. We got to go. Guys, also, <laughs> speaking about that, big shout out to everyone in Toronto who showed up to the pickup match. Oh, Michelangelo yeah, and Aldemol right. held it down. So many people showed up. So many Serie offense. People looking for you, Antonio. If anyone in New York area wants, let us know. We might hold a pickup game. Toronto always shows up. So let's see if New York, we can do the same. As always, guys, thank you for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, guys. Anto, you'd come to the pickup games? Uh, absolutely. How, what I'm would you wear? Star. There we go. I'm the superstar. Nice